your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. McPherson on the fan. We're 12 days into the new year already. It's Thursday. All right. Well, programming alert here. I thought I was going till 2. I think there was a mix-up with the online schedule, with our internal schedule. Fleegs is behind the glass now. And um, I think Sal is going to come in at 1 to start his show at 1. I think it's only right that, you know, we split the night where he goes 1 to 5, I go 9 to 1, and we each get four hours to talk to you guys about whatever you want to talk about. And I want to talk about something right now. Nobody asked me to do this. No one put me up to this. But, you know, when I signed off last night, I said I'd be listening to Salicata's show, and I listened for about the first 90 minutes, and there were two calls that rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, Salicata is someone that I respect a ton. Salicata is a guy that works on TV and radio, which I admire, which I also had a TV gig this year, and I hope it comes back, and was also doing the radio. So, like, I looked at Sal as as someone that, you know, I could look at and aspire to be. And I know he's, you know, he's like maybe nine, ten years older than me, something like that. But, like, I, I respect his work. I respect his style, what he brings to the table. We're, we're contrasting styles, and that's by design, right? You You go from my show to his show, and... You listen to my show, I am a fan. I'm coming out of this fan-made media, new media. I say we when I talk about my teams because that's how I came up. That's what I know. Uh, I speak to the fans that also speak like that. Now, Sal is a professional. Professional broadcaster, TV, radio. He's sharp. He's prepared. He can speak on every sport, and he does it with humor. He does it tactfully. He does it with delivery and he doesn't stop. He's a guy that works tirelessly. So I heard someone call up last night and disrespect him on air. And I'm telling you, it bothered me to the point where, like, I turned the radio off. That was the last call I heard. I think they called him a mush and then told him to shut up. And and I, I don't like that. I understand Sal gets fired up and he might yell. But, like, he when he's yelling, it's to, you know, get a hold of things. It's his show. It's his time to be on air. Salicata is a guy that put in years of work to get to where he is, and, and it rubs me the wrong way to hear anyone disrespect him. So please, if you're listening and you think that you're going to call WFAN and disrespect any of the hosts, we're not going for it. I didn't like that at all. Uh, it's one thing to be on an anonymous Twitter account and be shooting at us, hiding. You know, we can't see your face. We, we don't hear your voice. We don't know your government name. But you would never disrespect any of us like that face-to-face. So don't call this station and disrespect any of the hosts, especially Salicata, who is a father, who is on TV, who is on radio, who probably barely sleeps like me, but he brings it every single time. He's prepared, he's knowledgeable, and he's a great host, someone that I respect and that I admire and I have zero problems with. I also have problems with the caller that called up to say that I disrespected Sal or I let somebody else disrespect Sal on air. Didn't happen. 
The rivalry stuff, Mets, Yankees, Knicks, Nets, that's different. That has no disrespect. We don't cross personal lines. We don't disrespect each other. Yeah, we take our jabs or whatever at teams, and Sal and I approach our teams different. Like I said, I say we when I talk about the Yankees. Sal says, I don't play for the Yankees. It's not me or for the Mets. I don't play for the Mets. And Sal spoke about his open. I, I wasn't listening to his open in 2019 where he said, you know, he came on after the Yankees lost and you wouldn't know whether he was a fan of the Yankees or the Mets. I appreciate that. I appreciate people that can do that, not be biased, people that can play it down the middle. I never played it down the middle. You might not have heard of me or known of me when I was on the internet, but on the internet, I was pretty much known in the buckets of my fandom, so I carried that into the radio, and I will continue to do that. But I respect Sal Akata for what he brings to this radio station, what he brings to SNY, what he brings to social media, and I'm not letting anyone ever call up and disrespect his show or what he does with me, and I encourage you to never call up and disrespect him. So that's something I had to get off my chest once I got with Fleegs, who produced Sal's show last night. And as we get ready for Salicata to come in at 1, not 2 a.m. You you don't know any of us really outside of here. But like I, I said, he's a father. He's a husband. He's a grown man. And he's out here working and grinding every day. So if you disagree with his takes or his, his thoughts or his you know opinions, that's one thing. But don't call up and tell this man to shut up or, or call him names. That's where I, where I draw the line. That's where it goes too far for me. I didn't, I didn't like hearing that after I got off air last night. I drive home and I listen to Sal. And I've heard people call Sal and speak on me. I don't mind. I, I really don't. Because I am in the internet, right? Sal doesn't do that. Sal is not me. I am not Sal. We are contrasting as far as hosts and individuals and how we approach. And I think that makes WFAM better. I think the nighttime is entertaining because it's completely different. It's day and night, fandoms and styles. But we got to have a level of respect for our hosts here. Everyone here works hard and not just the hosts, the producers, the people behind the scenes. Everybody shows up to work and brings it every single day to entertain you guys. This is free radio. This is free on the Odyssey app. This is free on, on your car radio. If you don't like it or you don't like one of us, you can unsubscribe for free. You can turn it off. You can go to sleep. So please just come through here with respect when you talk to me, but more importantly when you talk to Sal Akata. He doesn't deserve that, and I didn't like that at all. And whoever it was that called up to try to say, oh, Keith McPherson disrespected you, no way. And I like that Sal said, there's no problem with Keith. I see Keith. I see Sal. I let you guys know, hey, Sal Akata's in the building. Sal Akata's coming up next. Listen to his show. Call his show. Sal is someone that I respect, I admire, and I need you to carry that same respect and admiration when you listen to his show, better yet, when you call his show. I know it's loopy on the late night. I know we get all types of calls at night. I've had some people try me, and I've heard people try Sal, but I just think that crosses a line. We, we, we all love this station, we all love sports, and we answer the phone and talk to anyone about sports and topics. Don't cross that line to disrespect that man. Don't disrespect me. And that's it. That's how I wanted to open up and reset the table. We're talking Jets. We're talking Michael Floor. He's out. The Jets need a new offensive coordinator. And really, they need to pair this offensive coordinator with the quarterback. Kind of similar to how the Giants went and got a new GM, and they paired him with the head coach, worked out pretty well. And that head coach went and got Wink Martindale as an experienced 
defensive coordinator. He didn't bring in one of his buddies to say, hey, take a shot. So Jets fans have been weighing in on who they want to be the next offensive coordinator, who they want to be the next quarterback, and saying their goodbyes to Mike LaFleur and, and however they felt about him. It doesn't matter. He sucked. Like, he wasn't good on the way out. Like, they bottomed out. They couldn't score a touchdown. The Carlos Correa stuff has cooled off. But if you'd like to add anything in this last hour about Carlos Correa, he's been introduced as a Minnesota twin. The physical went squeaky clean, easily done. Of course it did. Minnesota welcomed him back, and they celebrated that all day today. I was just looking at an article on The Athletic about how they were talking about patience and victory and whatever. He's your guy. The Giants are heading to the playoffs. The Giants are facing the Vikings again, who they faced on Christmas Eve, and they probably should have beat if they played a cleaner game with less penalties, less mistakes. I think a lot of us feel like they can beat them, but the reality is the Vikings have won 12 games, and they set a NFL record this year, winning 11 one-score games. And if they get into that kind of game with the Giants, that's also the Giants' MO. They stole a lot of close games this year, but this is the playoffs. All bets are off. I don't know what to expect. Call me up, Giants fans. Tell me how you're feeling. I think it's going to be Graham Gano versus Greg Joseph, and someone will rise, whether it's Saquon Barkley or Justin Jefferson or Daniel Jones or Dalvin Cook, who was banged up last week. Someone will rise to make a big play, break a touchdown run, do something to swing that game. We're looking at the entire playoffs. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, unfortunately. I don't believe in them. There's a drop that you're hearing when we go to break where Gio says, you know, you, you you can't be frauds if no one believes in you. And I think that's how we feel about our teams, Gio being a Vikings fan. No one really believes the Vikings are a Super Bowl contender. No one really believes the Cowboys are a Super Bowl contender. We're ready for them to fall flat on their faces. Will the Cowboys be able to win a game on grass? They've been struggling. Will the Cowboys be able to defeat Tom Brady for the first time? He's 7-0 and against America's team. Excuse me, America's team to laugh at. Other than that, the Knicks pulled out a win tonight. They tried to cough it up. They tried to give it away. But they knew that they couldn't lose that game. They did enough down the stretch. And they got a call that went their way late. Good for them. Jalen Brunson should be an all-star this year. R.J. Barrett returned. Obi Toppin returned a couple games ago. The Knicks are getting healthier now. They should be able to figure out how to string together some wins. I expect the Knicks to be a playoff team. But if they keep losing games late where they have double-digit leads... It could be Tommy Thibodeau's last year here. Somebody's got to be held accountable for it. The Brooklyn Nets tonight will host the Boston Celtics. That's the one and two teams in the East. But the whole thing is Kevin Durant is not going to play in this game. They're saying he's out for a month. Last year he was out for a month after Bruce Brown got bulldozered into his knee. We just saw Sunday Jimmy Butler falls on his knee in a similar fashion. Not the same impact. But you know what? This is a guy that was leading the league in minutes as he's climbing the all-time scoring list. I think the Nets are using this as an opportunity to rest him. Whatever. Kyrie Irving exists. Kyrie Irving will now be counted on to put up 30 points. But other guys have to rise around him, namely Ben Simmons. Now would be the time for Ben Simmons halfway through an NBA season to look somewhat like the Ben Simmons that I saw on Martin Luther King Day three years ago have a 34-point triple-double for the Sixers against the Brooklyn Nets. Kendall Jenner was in there. It was cool. What else do we got on the docket? I mean, 
In, the, in Major League Baseball, Miggy Rojas, Miguel Rojas was traded to the Dodgers. They found their shortstop. And uh, Mr. Boomstick, Nelson Cruz, signs a one-year deal to be a DH out there for the Daddies in San Diego. Uh, other than that, you guys call me up, and we'll take it wherever you guys want to take it. I thought it was hilarious, though, to see. Uh, they said Carlos Correa signed with 10% of the teams in MLB this winter for a combined $865 million. <laughs> you got to be able to laugh at it. You got to be able to laugh at it. Keith McPherson on the fan, 877-337-6666. Programming alert. I thought this was a five-hour show. There was a little bit of a mix-up. To be fair to Salicata, he'll get four hours, and he's prepared to do four hours from one to five. So I will end my show at one, and he will start. I will not be going till two. Uh, let's get in as many calls as we can get before Sal comes in. And I'm telling you, you better put some respect on that man's name. You better put some respect on his name tonight. I don't want to hear any of those goofy calls with people trying to fight Sal or trying to get a rise out of Sal. He works hard. And uh, him and I are forever linked. When that press release went out to say that uh, Keith McPherson podcaster taking over for Steve Summers, they also included Sal Licata in the overnight. So Sal is my guy. I've got no beef with Sal, no problems with Sal. I admire Sal. I look up to Sal. And I encourage you to treat everyone at this radio station with respect. When Sal yells at you guys, he's just tightening you up. He's educating you. He's trying to set you straight. He doesn't know any of you. And none of you really know us. You just know our personalities on air, our internet persona, and what you see on TV. Just treat everybody with respect. That's what I try to do. Now let's go to the phones, and you'll see how I respect my callers that call my show, that listen to my show, that build me up online and on air. Let's go to Greg in Aberdeen, New Jersey on the fan. What's up, Greg? Hey, Keith. I enjoy your work very much. It's been a good ride so far. Thank you. Uh, talking about respect, you was well put when you were talking about your colleagues and everyone's personalities and the professionalism that's uh, everyone has their own style. Um, and that leads me to talk about uh, Daniel Jones. And one of, the, one of the reasons I think that Daniel Jones is getting a little more love these days is because he's been a pro. He's really what I, I've come to respect him because during the during these past couple of years when he was having problems with the offensive line or his receivers, never, never did he complain. Never, never did he throw anyone underneath the bus. Um, he's acted, uh, well, professionally. And, uh, and I, I find that now that he's taken his game to another level, I think consciously, unconsciously, I think people are coming to realize, Hey, this guy, this guy's a little, a little special here. Um, and, Agreed. uh, Agreed. Yeah. Can I, can I jump in for a second? David Gettleman got a lot of heat, a lot of slack and, uh, <laughs> People just said a lot of things about the guy, but I vividly remember him talking about Daniel Jones in the senior senior bowl and him saying, I was in full bloom love. That that's a quarterback, right? And this is New York. You need a quarterback with the right temperament. You can't have a Kyler Murray here. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. this this kid yes. is professional. This is a guy that got taken six overall, and there were viral videos of Giants fans freaking out. There were viral videos of fans booing this pick. And he fought through all of that. He fought through different head coaches, different coordinators, and he proved himself this year. And I think now he's paired up with the right guys. I'm proud of Daniel Jones. I, I think this yeah, kid. Yeah, I, I am too. It's been it's been really fun to watch. I'm excited. I'm excited about this weekend. I think uh, if the defense 
can keep Jefferson in check, I think we can beat them. <laughs> I, I just think so wish, too. I just wish we wouldn't like. I don't know who. I think it was Gates who said, "Oh, I I, I expected it to be louder." <laughs> but you know, expected uh, the crowd to be crowd. louder. Excuse me. You like expected the Minnesota Vikings crowd to be louder? Yeah, yeah. I think it, that was his comment earlier this week or last week. It was like, yeah. oh, um, please. <laughs> we they're going to be in there. They were in there for for Christmas Eve. It was packed. I don't yeah. think they do that whiteout again. Something interesting I saw online: the cheapest playoff ticket is in Minnesota at U.S. Bank Stadium, <laughs> which is a palace. Giants fans yeah. travel well. I don't know how many are going to be heading to Minnesota because it's freezing out there. But yeah, it's the cheapest ticket in the playoffs. And uh, they're going to need some Giants fans in there backing them up. Wink Martindale was talking tonight about how the Giants fans are the best fans, the loudest fans, and how they really helped them at home this year. Uh, They also helped them on the road this year. They were in Tennessee. They were in Jacksonville. They were in London. Yeah, no, the the Giant fans there, you know, they're long, uh, they're long uh, educated fans, and they uh, definitely travel well, and they have a, you know, a tremendous following. Can I just make a couple other quick points um, about about the Yankees? Do you feel that this uh, schedule change where we're going to be playing more National League teams is going to help us? I think so, yeah. I think yeah. that the Yankees played in the best division in baseball, and they won it. And yeah. uh, now that they're changing it up where you don't face your division as much, you don't have to necessarily go through that gauntlet. And I understand that, like, you know, Major League Baseball is trying to market uh, the game better. They're trying to grow the game better, and the Yankees are the biggest team in the in the sport. So they're going to go to some sure. different stadiums, and there will be will some be fanfare. Playing everyone, are we playing the all of the National League? I think so. I think we're playing everyone this year. I got to look at the oh, schedule. Really? Um, I think we're playing every team. I think everybody's playing everyone. And what I'll say okay. about you know fans traveling well, Yankee fans travel well. Expect oh. to see Yankee fans <laughs> in every stadium that they go to, Absolutely. and hearing them. You'll hear "Let's go Yankees" anywhere they go. <laughs> You go down to Baltimore, and for years there was more Yankees. Oh yeah, fans we mob Camden Yards. Fans. That's it was easy. A great venue. Yeah, that's easy. Easy yeah. to take over Oriole Park at Camden Yards. <laughs> yeah, and same with Boston. Boston does the same thing pretty well. Yeah, I never been up there. I got to get up there. That'd be great to take over. Oh the my god! Oh my god! You'll enjoy it so much. Well, good. Well, continue doing great work. Okay. Thanks for the call, Greg. Moving right along here, Dave in Belleville. Are you there? Hello. I'm here, Keith. You're on the fan. I'm your fellow Cowboy fan. <laughs> All right. Well, as as you are. Yeah, it's Thursday. We got to start turning the page. Positive energy. They should beat the Bucks. Yes. Well, uh, a couple of points. Now, I was dry. I worked night, so I actually took Monday off uh, so I could watch him in privacy. Because, uh, like when you said, Sal, uh, you know, you can't tell what kind of fan he is. You can definitely tell what kind of fan I am. When I'm watching a Cowboy game, I am yelling at the ZV, uh like a like a yeah, crazy man. Yeah, my my wife my wife thinks I hate them. The way I, like I was yeah, watching no, that Redskins game, it. full Cowboys gear, and I'm like, these guys suck. I'm like, I don't even know I, why uh, I'm watching well, this. I was driving home and I heard you say that Jerry Jones says that Mike McCarthy's job is safe. I wanted to rip the knob off the radio. I'm like, what is he watching? I'll, the Jets are looking for an offensive coordinator. They can have Kellen Moore, and we'll throw in Mike McCarthy for free. You can take them both. Sean Payton They're would love to coach the Dallas Cowboys after they just won back-to-back 12, uh, 12-win seasons. I, I don't know what Jerry Jones – I wish Jerry Jones would say less. Why does Jerry Jones have to be on the radio every week? I don't know. I, I don't know what he sees. They, he's cost them. They should be 14-3. and three. 
he cost them at least two games yeah. with the play calling and clock And they had the worst it. defense of all time his first year. You know what? I, I don't know what went on in that sleepover. They baked some cookies. They watched some movies. They got on their covers together. And you know what? Jerry Jones says, that's my guy. That's my yeah, guy. He was like that with, uh, with Jason with Garrett Garrett's for 10 years. We know Garrett, it. Exactly. Went through it. Went through so, it. Um, Smiles and claps but, on the sideline. If, you know, if you remember the, the first game of the season against Tampa, Tampa just ran all over the Cowboys. And if, if I see them run over them again uh, with with no like uh, you, you know no changes to done, then you know that I, he's worth what I'll say is we're a long way from week one, and I always say that week one is preseason. Week one is you know I I can't put too much stock in week one, but I also say that you know the Cowboys have lost to Tom Brady seven times and never yeah. beat him. They have lost to this Buccaneers team. I know it's a different iteration of the team every year, but they have lost to this team to open up the last two seasons. Dak has been turning the ball over at a ridiculous rate. So they, I don't know what's going to happen, but like they have to limit. I don't know what he's been looking at, Dak. He's throwing He's doing too much. He's doing too much because he, he, there, there, are, there are times where he's locked in, but there are other times where he does too much. And I do have to say this tonight. He has a bunch of interceptions that shouldn't be on him. That went yeah. off guys' hands, shoulder pads, helmets, and into the hands of defenders. He also has a couple of interceptions that were dropped, so they he, equal out. He also has a bunch of interceptions where he legit threw the ball to the other team and forced exactly. the ball somewhere where it didn't need to go. That's why I say he does too much. Like Dan Orlovsky broke down the pick six that he threw against the commanders. He went to the backside of the play. It was man coverage. The, the corner just read him like a book, picked the ball off, and walked into the end zone. Go to the front side of the play. Go to your first reads. Don't don't start getting cute thinking you can steal one on the backside with Noah Brown. Why is Noah Brown your first option ever? You have CeeDee Lamb. Yeah, I don't know. It's I, frustrating. I, I don't know how a team, I've never seen a team, any team, look different from week to week like they do. It, it's like they're a totally different team. They're that teams. is the sign of the not a great coach and coaching staff. You have all of that talent, but some weeks... They can get smacked. Some weeks they can be up by two touchdowns, take their foot off the gas, lose late to the Packers, to the Jaguars, or just not show up at all, just waltz into FedEx Field and get beat by a rookie quarterback in his first start. Yeah, That's how you want to go into the playoffs. Yeah, it's all on Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy, I don't think he's a motivator. I don't. I, I also think he's 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 slightly fraudulent. Uh, I remember that video coming out about like he took that that month off or month off. He took a year off from coaching and he set up this like coaching lab in his house. Okay, you set up a coaching lab in your house. You step into the league. You don't know how to manage timeouts. What were you doing in that I lab? <laughs> Challenges everything. He does everything wrong. <laughs> they pass when they should run. They. they uh... You know, they throw it to don't the go it, don't go for it on fourth down when they should go for it on fourth down. Then <laughs> then late in the game they're like, all right, let's go for it on fourth down. The whole world knows you're going. You get stopped. I've seen that happen too. So I don't know. I just I don't want to be in this game against Tom Brady. But we've known for the last about five weeks that that was where they were going. And I know the narrative and the storyline that is already out there. It's America's team to laugh at versus America's sweetheart and Tom Brady. And I, I, I've learned, you don't bet against Tom. As soon as they start I, putting money I in Vegas on the Cowboys, Tom Brady's going to come through and kill them. I don't think he's going to have anything to do with, with the outcome of the game, Brady. Good, I think good, because the Bucks aren't good. But Tom Brady, if, I know. if you give they him an opportunity to pick a defense apart late and all he's got to do is go down the field one drive and score, he can do that with his eyes closed. So 
That's what scares me. They have to blow them out. They're not going to win a close one, Dave. They have to blow them out. Yes. And then I'm still worried. (laughs) Yeah, it's part of it. It's playoffs. At least we're in it, right? The Jets fans aren't worried about the playoff game. They're worried about Zach Wilson. Yep. They can't beat uh, Brady or they can't beat Aaron Rodgers. Two teams that they can never beat. Yeah. Happy uh, anniversary yesterday. Dez caught it. Thanks for the call, Dave. Got to move the line along. I only have 30 minutes left. Let's take the break. Here in the middle, when we come back, more of your calls right after this. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New York Mets have acquired Mike Piazza from the Florida Marlins. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, we're going straight for 20 minutes, and then Salicata's next. Keith McPherson on the fan, taking your calls, talking sports. That's what we do. Thank you for joining. Thank you for listening on the free Odyssey app or in your car, wherever you are. Drive safe, sleep well, and uh, hope you enjoy the rest of the show and what Sal has coming up in the overnight. Let's go back to the phones immediately. Josh is in the Bronx on the fan. Hello, Josh. I'm telling you, Keith. What you said about Sal, this has to be said, okay? It, it really affects me. I mean, like, you are absolutely right. It is a privilege to talk to you people, no matter who's on the air, especially Sal Licata. You don't know how hard that man works. I'm telling you, Fleegs can vouch for this. I heard him say, look, you don't win, I win. That's that's what Sal said. Yeah. That's look, you guys. That's your house and everything. I'll call you up on Friday and talk sports. But all all I'm just trying to say is, when you guys draw your line, I respect it. I thank you for reading my tweets and everything. Look, sometimes I get carried away and I tweet things. No, nah, you're all good. You're positive always. But, you're a fan. You're supportive, and you but, call and 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 you always have good yeah, energy. But we I have to it. say that, you know, look. If if I'm a loser, so be it. I just love being sucked in and talking on the fan and listening to you guys day in and day out. Nothing wrong with that. Thank you for taking my call and have a nice night. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. Nothing wrong with that. Josh has never been negative. Josh will hype me up sometimes. If I'm not having a good day and I still have a five-hour show, I can look at Twitter and Josh is excited for a five-hour KM to AM. He'll write a whole paragraph on Twitter, and I'll like the tweet, and I'll say, you know what, if if one person wants to hear me tonight, I know it's Josh, and he'll be on the line to call my show, and I appreciate that. And, yeah, I'll, I'll say it again. You know, he said, you draw the line, and I didn't hear Sal say exactly what, you know, Josh said about you don't win, I, I, I win, but that's true. We're hosting the show. We've prepared to talk to Hundreds of thousands of people every week. We don't take this lightly, you know. We want to be nice. We want to be cordial. We want to be polite. And I and I go out of my way to be respectful. But that's not everybody's style. That also doesn't mean that you get to disrespect anybody. Like, leave that out. That There's no place for that, you know. And I've had some goofies try and call me and say some things. It never works. You're never going to win. <laughs> You're never going to win calling up trying to get a rise out of Sal or disrespecting Sal. Like, think about what you're doing when you do that. Think about the hours that are put in. And like I said, Sal grinded. Sal was interning here a long time ago. Sal did a bunch of things in between to get on this mic. 
Just think about that when you're talking to somebody, the work that they put in. You, you've heard my story. Maybe Sal doesn't tell his story as much because he's a little bit older than me. But you've heard my story of how I had to grind to get here and some of the things that I had to do. Nobody wants to be disrespected, man. We're talking sports. And, yeah, we might have different teams and different opinions and whatever. But, like, leave all that other stuff. <laughs> leave all that other stuff on Twitter where, where the nerds can hide and, uh, you know, they control or whatever. That's why I said this whole week and coming into this year, Twitter is Twitter. Twitter is fake. This is radio. This is real. This is my real voice. This is my real job. We're talking to real people from real towns. The Twitter stuff is different. And, and I heard Sal say he doesn't read the comments anymore. I stop, but then sometimes I got to go back. That's where I'm from, right? <laughs> I got to go back into the dungeon sometimes. Sometimes I got to get down there and get in the mix with these anonymous lames and randoms that think they control me and play with my name. You can't. You're not going to ever win. <laughs> You're never going to win. My guy Jarvis is up in Harlem. He's a Jets fan on the fan. Well, actually, um, yeah, actually, I'm not a Jets fan. You quit? I'm a Packers fan. Oh, yeah, I thought I you were a Jets fan this whole time. Uh, yeah, I, I quit. I, I quit was since 2018 when then I quit since 2018. But when they fired Tom Bowles, they should have fired Mike McCagney. He should have fired both of them. <laughs> but um, I'm a Packers fan. But it was a disappointment on Sunday night. I thought they had a chance to beat the um, Lions, but they're trying to make it to the playoffs. But it was a disappointment, but you know. So yeah, Aaron Rodgers doesn't deserve to go back to the playoffs. He held them hostage. He he yeah. lied about his vaccination status, and they gave him MVP last year. I wish him no luck. I'm a Cowboys fan. Yeah, yeah, but but I want to talk about the New York Jets, and you know, everybody talking about the Week 18. Oh, oh, the, the Jets fell to beat the Dolphins. Try to fail to beat the Dolphins. Just um. And try to get to the um, the either the playoffs. But I mean, what does a win in week eighteen against the Dolphins? It doesn't mean anything. The season's been over already because you know they ain't scored three touchdowns. Well, in three games. Jarvis, if they would have beat the Dolphins, maybe we could watch Kenny Pickett and the Steelers go play the Buffalo Bills instead yeah. of Skylar Thompson and the Finns. That game's already cooked. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Steelers have a shot beating the Buffalo in Buffalo. That would be. Yeah, that'd be tough. I mean, that Not, neither weather. neither one of them would have would have won the game. And with the whole Demar yeah. Hamlin story and the momentum that they have, they're gonna win. But I don't want to see Skylar Thompson play. I would have rather seen the kid from my high school that I know play. Right, right, right. So, but like I said, but um, everybody's talking about like some. Everybody talking about the head coaches and you know talking about like. Well, Sean Payton or, you know, Frank Reich or Jim Harbaugh might be available for the Jets next head coach. I mean, I don't think – do you think these three coaches want to work with Woody Johnson and you know, work with him? And that, that, that's part of the delusion, right? I, I think fans forget where they are. Yeah, we're in New York. That's great and all. But, like, the Jets, the Jets aren't a destination that people are dying to come to. They're not, they're not right. beating down the walls trying to be the next Jets head coach. Or work with Woody Johnson, like you're saying, or walk into the situation where they've told the fan base and the whole world, Zach Wilson's our guy. Like I, like everybody that watches football saw Zach Wilson the last two years, and we're, and we're like, what are you talking about? What are you seeing? Yeah, especially that Jacksonville game where they scored three points of it, and the crowd was booing him. And then, and then look at Mike White. I mean, how many starts he won? Was he two and six? I mean, he won two games in last two years. year against Cincinnati. 
Yes, yeah, Cincinnati against us in um, deep Cincinnati. But when you're a Jets fan, Jarvis, and now I know you're not, when you're a Jets fan, you're so thirsty for good quarterback play. You're so thirsty to find the guy that you can rely on for multiple years. Him beating the Bengals like that, that started the hype train, and it carried over into this year. And they beat the Bears with Trevor Simeon playing. Yeah, that, that was... That meant going, nothing. The Bears are the number one pick. To, They're the worst team. Yeah, everybody's going delirious and going bonkers about that. It's like, what the, I mean, like, who cares? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for the yeah. call, bro. Got to keep the line moving. Joe is on Long Island. Go for it, Joe. You're on the fan. Hey, Keith. Uh, last time I spoke to you, we were talking about building abs in the kitchen. So hopefully you've been getting that on and... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I I feel bad about my eating habits. Uh, shout out to Mickey's Pub. Brought us like 50 wings. But what I've been doing now, I've, I've gone back to like having my protein shakes. And, you know, I, abs are built in the kitchen first. It isn't about doing 500 sit-ups. I'm trying to get my abs back. I got about three months before I got to show them. So I got to do better. Ooh, I got to do better. But, like, I, you know, Ooh. I'll eat pizza. I'll eat tacos. I'll eat burritos. You know, I, I I gotta go out to eat, and when I go out to eat, all that stuff goes out the window. But yeah, I, you know, New Year, new me. I gotta uh, get on the resolution. I've been in the gym so far every day for the most part, but I'm glad you brought that up. That's a reminder. Like, gotta Let's, be better in the kitchen. Yeah, man. Let's both get on it. I've lost 107 pounds since wow. February of last year. Congratulations! So. That is that's a yeah, whole man. kid. There's kids that yeah. are 107 pounds. For sure. So. Um, I wanted to touch upon a few topics here. First, uh, you know, I appreciate you and Sal Licata. Um, certainly, uh, you know, everyone should give respect to you guys. It's BS if they don't. Like, don't troll anyone. Give respect, like, for real. Um, what I wanted to talk about, a few topics. One, who would you recommend to replace Michael LaFleur as offensive coordinator of the Jets? That's the first topic. Second, um, do you think the Giants can beat the Vikings with the close score? And third, Mike White is not the answer at quarterback. This dude gets injured way too much. He's, you know, like he's got some bright points and everything. And he's a backup. He's, you know, he's, he, spots he's a backup, and, and he can't be the backup here because they're they're set on getting some type of value out of their number two pick. And him being in that locker room, they, they've got to break that up. Uh, now, going backwards, right. do I think the Giants can beat the Vikings? Of course. Of course, if they play a cleaner game and they shut down Justin Jefferson, if Dalvin Cook is banged up and doesn't break any runs, if Saquon is a beast in this game, yeah. Yeah, if Daniel Jones doesn't turn it over and plays like he's been playing with his legs and, you know, hitting Isaiah Hodgins for touchdowns, Richie James, yeah. I'm not going to count out the Giants at all, but the reality is they're going on the road to face a team with 12 wins that has much more talent than they do. It's the playoffs. Anything can happen. Um now with the with the the Jets, I think this Lafleur firing or parting of ways, whatever they want to say, however they want to word it, this opens up for them to pair a quarterback with an offensive coordinator. Now they could mess this up. Don't get me wrong; they they could completely screw this up and get an offensive coordinator and bring in a quarterback that don't match. But I think they have to take their time. There is no rush in finding Mike Lafleur's replacement. Mostly anybody okay, that you replace him with is going to do better, but you have to pair him question. with the right quarterback and the right system. Here's a question for you: Who would who 
would be the offensive coordinator that Aaron Rodgers would want because that Nathaniel is who Hackett. we need in New York. Nathaniel Hackett, okay, who he so was with in um in Green Bay. So let's get Daniel Hackett. Enough of the Nath- BS. Nathaniel let's Hackett, who another... was the head coach of the of the Denver Broncos. I don't I don't I don't know if 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 he's going to want to do that. Uh, Daryl Bevel's another name that they put out there. He's the Miami quarterback coach, passing game coordinator, um, and and he's got a relationship with Sala from Seattle. Uh, who else did they throw out there? Matt Nagy, Greg Olson. I don't know. I th- I just think that it's it has to be a marriage where they pair whoever the veteran quarterback that they bring in. If it's Jimmy, it's got to be somebody that Jimmy is cool with or a guy that knows the system that Jimmy knows and, and, and wants to run. Thanks for the call, Joe. I, I just think that the Jets have a perfect opportunity here to do the right thing moving forward with their quarterback and their offensive coordinator. The last two years, they did the wrong thing. They put a rookie quarterback from a mid-major school into the fire with a rookie offensive coordinator his first two years being an OC in the NFL. It's negligent. It's irresponsible. It's reckless. And look at the results. Now to make up for that, go get a veteran and go get an offensive coordinator that literally speaks the same language as this guy. What do I mean by that? That when they get into a room and they go through formations and personnel and they go through plays that these guys aren't speaking different languages as far like they have to be on the same page. It's it's pretty simple actually. They should know. They should have a list of quarterbacks and then a a bucket of coordinators that match with with each quarterback. Kevin is out in Queens on the fan. Go for it, Kevin. Hey, what's up, um, Keith? Um, I was the second caller last night, but um, I just call you to um, clear up something, man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember hearing your voice. Okay, I'm glad you called me. Let's slowly go through this. Hear me this. out. Hear me yeah, out. Yeah, let's slowly let me go talk through. And this. I let you talk. I, I don't have any issue with you, man. Like I was your number one fan since day one. You started the show last year, and I put you into my, one of my top five shows from the fan. I I've never heard you. I've never. That. You never called my show, but thank you. But I always listen to you, bro. And the thing, the problem is that last year I was talking to you about not a comparison, but um. A similarity between um, P. Alonso and Aaron George. And then you call me a clown, bro. Like, I wasn't even arguing with you. Like, I never say you did respect the star. I say you did respect me and P. Alonso because of that similarity um, comment that I made. And I try and, like, kind of, like, burn the hatches with you, but I never had the chance. Also, I want you to know, you, you kind of look like my cousin. I always tell my cousin, bro, there's this guy on the radio that he looks like you. You're famous. Are you Dominican? You know, yes. Okay. Yes, he's Dominican. I'm Dominican too. So I be with the um, with the Dominicans in the Bronx. Sometimes they think I'm Dominican, but I'm 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 Negro. I'm I'm uh, I'm African Americano. I know, bro. But hear me out. I don't have any issue with you. Just that I was telling Sal that coming and and call Sal to his show to talk about somebody else. Sal said, "Listen, not on my show. You know, talk to this person, but not on my show." And he let the person go. This guy, he called yesterday, and he started, like, attacking Sal. Sal is like, Sal is like, a, uh, we are like brother keepers of Sal. Sal is like the jewel. You know, you guys are professional, but Sal has something special. He knows how to, he's like some sort Sal of Sal is great, game. and I'm not sure who it was. I was talking to Fleegs, and we think it was Milton's call. Milton is the yeah, cowbell I think, man. I think so. Milton from Brooklyn. Sal Lakata is like, it's like a LeBron James. Sal is goaded, yes. And yes, he is. So, um, that's why I, I had to set everybody straight when I, when I started in the 12 o'clock hour. Like, you got it twisted if you think 
we're not on the same team here. You got it twisted if you don't think I look up no, the sound. No, 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 I understand that. I understand that. But what I'm saying, bro, like you'll be, you'll be like more nice. Like if you look into, like you say, you look into South one day, and I, I believe that one day you won't be like Salakara because you have that magic touch. But bro, a little bit more humble. I sometimes. apologize for calling you a clown, but comparing Pete Alonso to Aaron Judge, whenever you did that, I don't remember. Let's look at that now. Yes, I apologize accepted. <laughs> okay. You know, yeah. I didn't mean to disrespect Listen, you. But that sound know. that sound like a, a, a clown comparison because Aaron Judge and Pete Alonso aren't in the same stratosphere. Hey, Keith, don't be surprised if you one day Pete Alonso hits 63 home runs. You never They're not, told they're not bringing the juice balls back. Kevin, they're not bringing those juice balls back. Pete Alonso is great. I root for him in the home run derby. But he cannot, like, he's never going to make the money that Judge is making. He's never going to hit as many home runs as Judge. And when it comes to, like, New York, everybody knows Aaron Judge. They kind of know Pete Alonzo. I have a lot of respect for Aaron Judge the same way as Daddy Jeter. My same. father, let me tell you something. My father is a diehard Yankee fan. Last year he said, Yankees are number one. And the Yankees were about, one, one, they were like one game away to be eliminated. From the from the players, I say, yeah, Dad, the Yankees are number one still since the night. Good, because, you know, those Yankees fans go hard. Kevin, thank you for the call, man. I got two more calls I'm trying to get to before the night ends. Jim and Haverstraw, one mic. You probably got, like, one minute. Go. Uh, one mic. What's up, kid? Two nights in a row. What's poppin', homie? Yeah, appreciate you checking in. You were one of my early callers, Jim, so always good to have you back on. Yeah, bro, day one. So that, that last call is the clown, man. I, I don't I don't get it. So <laughs> you can't do that. He just he just got at me for calling him a clown. I can't let you do that. No, I don't know why people sleep on Aaron Judge. He's you're talking about a five tool player, man. He does it all. I don't, I don't Judge and Alonzo let's sense. just take the home runs out of it. Judge playing yeah. defense in right field versus uh Alonzo playing defense on the right side at first base. This okay. okay. He runs the bases. He throws the ball. I mean, he's, he's anyway. He's Aaron Judge. So, he's, uh, he's he's Time Magazine Athlete of the Year. Pete Alonso is a break a bat over his leg in frustration because he's slumping in September when the Mets need him most. Yeah, but this is what I'm saying, man. The guy goes first and third. He throws frozen ropes to home. He, he's his baseball IQ is through the roof. He's 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 just good. But uh, you know, whatever. So uh, earlier you were talking about uh uh, uh Vanilla Vic, right? And you know all the attributes that that you liked about him, and and I I'm with you, right? From day one, I was all over this guy. I like this guy. One, one thing that you know, um, you know, came with him was that uh, feel or that stamp from the the Manning camp, right? So he he went through that that whole camp, and you know he gets okay by them, and so you know that that um the way he handles himself, the way he does things, and, and it's so impressive. And, and you said you appreciate I appreciate this dude just the way he handles himself, and he's kind of, uh, you know, perfect for New York. And uh, the last thing, bro, is the, the Tom Brady thing, too. I don't know why people – I don't care how old he is, what he did. I mean, he's got to be the most unle uh, unathletic, whitest white boys in the world. He is the he, best He's just got to retire, go home, and be a family man. Thanks for the call, Jim. Josh, you got it. You got it. a couple seconds before they hit that back music on us. <laughs> I tried to get everybody's call in, Jim. Sorry I cut you short for Josh, who wasn't ready. But uh, that's all I've got. Salakata's in the building. I repeat, Salakata's in the building. He's coming up next. 
We figured out the scheduling. I thought I was going till two. Fleegs and I figured it out. Sal is ready to go as always, whether it was two or one. Sal is ready to take you guys through the next four hours until the morning show starts or the warm-up show starts. So thanks for listening to my show. Call up, support Sal and his show, continue the conversation. I'll be listening on my way back to Jersey and uh, until I probably can figure out how to fall asleep, which doesn't usually happen until, I don't know, that's literally what I said to Fleegs. I'm like, I, I could take the extra hour of sleep. Uh, I could host for another hour, but I got stuff to do tomorrow too. So, like my wife's going to tap me at 8 o'clock in the morning like, hey, I need to go to work. <laughs> you got to drive me. Okay. <laughs> don't worry about me sleeping four or five hours. <laughs> Uh, good times, man. Appreciate it, everybody. Respect everybody, or try to. It gets a little heated, rivalries and fandoms and topics and opinions and disagreements. It's fun, though. It's Sports Talk Radio. This is WFAN, the mecca, the number one. Keep it rocking. I will be back tomorrow after Brooklyn Nets Radio. If you're going to the game, I'll see you at Barclays Center. Keith McPherson on the fan. Not a five-hour KM to AM, a four-hour KM to 1 AM. Appreciate you guys. I'm out. Sports Radio 101.9.